You're listening to the Everyday Astrology Podcast. I'm Hilary Scott, your astrologer, and I'm here to bring you the current planetary conditions. So welcome to May. I hope that you're having a good beginning of the month. It's been, I don't know, I guess it depends where we are in the world, what we're experiencing weather-wise, but it's been super beautiful where I am. It's the trees are blooming. I mean, like the rhododendrons and the lilacs, and it's just so lush and rich. And I thought, you know, if you're going to have to be, you know, locked in your country and not allowed to travel, as far as Canada goes, I pretty much lucked out because it doesn't really get much nicer as far as Canada goes. We're on like the West Coast and it's very lush and beautiful and gorgeous. So I so appreciate that. And that is very Taurian. So the time of the year that is ruled by Taurus is when everything on the planet becomes very lush. And well, I guess, again, depending on where you are, but it's that time of growth and things grow so super fast too, which is just amazing. Like I've watched I have this bush. I don't even know what it is. It's more like a tree maybe, but it has these beautiful pink flowers and they start out in this like little ball, kind of they look like peonies, but the whole bush was just filled with these beautiful pink flowers and it's about probably 10 feet tall and there was such heavy, the flowers became so heavy that the whole bush kind of just sort of tipped forward and it was just reminding me that you know what there's so much beauty and abundance and no matter the horrors of the world going on around if you just focus on the really beautiful lovely things that raise your vibration then I think we're all better off instead of you know spinning around on things that you have no control over. So we have a new moon on the 11th of May And it's when, so the sun and the moon are both in Taurus, Uranus is in Taurus, it's definitely, they're not right near each other, but there's still that edgy vibe. Uranus has been kind of, you know, upsetting the apple cart of Taurus for a while now, for a few years, so, and it goes till 2026, so normally things would be very stable and the same, and you don't question it, and it's how we do it, and there's like a maintaining vibe that goes on with Taurus, but now with Uranus there, it's like shaking up the foundation. And it's it does it in like very unpredictable ways, like earthquakes or lightning strikes or even like the awakening of of the human mind could definitely have to do with this. There's like kind of shocking with Uranus, the, the energy is very volatile and unpredictable but it's also liberating and awakening and shifts you into new directions that you didn't expect and opens your mind or downloads new ideas so we've got that tied into the new moon too it's connecting with mars so it fires up our i guess like it kind of excites our ability to change and and like not in a negative way, but in a, okay, let's evolve. Let's move past this. Let's go in another direction. It's it's a very, or, or even have downloads of entire new ideas happening. So with the new moon, it's always a good idea to write down your goals. It's when we're resetting, right? It's when we 
can actually plant the seeds. And in the spring, and especially with this Taurian energy, it's very fertile. So it's it's very kind of fertile energy to grow new things. So things that you start are very potent. It's also a good idea because we're coming up on the Mercury retrograde time of year. It goes retrograde on the 29th of this month. It's a really good idea to figure out what you want to get done before Mercury grows retrograde. And when it goes retrograde, it really does like, you know, you can't really expect to move forward. It's more like a review time. So if you spend the rest of the month or the next two weeks really focusing on, you know, dotting all your I's, crossing all your T's, getting the things done that maybe you've been procrastinating about, things you know you should focus on, then when Mercury retrograde comes at the end of the month that you can kind of relax and and go over things and appreciate, you know, maybe just do like simple little things and appreciate your neighborhood or or your neighbors or because it's going to be a shifting energy that will definitely want to like connect to the Gemini kind of butterfly effect that goes on with Gemini that's coming up. So, but but for now, we're in Taurus and your senses will be heightened. Taurus is very um, like sensual. It feels fine fabrics and smells the flowers and you know feels feels things. It and it, and it loves like the taste. All the senses are very Taurian. It's very sensual. So if you can tap into that, get your feet on the ground, like on the earth, and be still, or get your hands in the dirt, or however you can kind of like kind of connect to mother nature will be very fortunate for you in the next little while. I mean, it's always fortunate, but we can actually kind of become much more connected at this time of year than we can in the winter when we come, when everything kind of becomes more inward in the spring, we've got all the, you know, the, everything is just so beautiful. So do try to be connected to nature maybe do some like qigong breaths or however you kind of come into your own heart and your own space kind of call back all the parts of you that you've let go to all the little ways you've been busy and distracted and call all that back to you and ground and it's very very nourishing to your whole system to the bio suit and to your emotions and your mind And we can do that quite easily with this Taurus energy. Even though our foundation, thanks to Uranus, has been shaky and disrupted, things are changing and and likely unlikely to ever go back to the way they were, which is classic Uranian energy. So the new moon in Taurus is also going to be sextile Neptune, which gives it this dreamy, this kind of dreamy flavor, this like... Be creative, tap into that, that the cosmos and the idea that we're all one. And I guess kind of, I think a good way to utilize that spiritual energy of Neptune is for the greater good, is to figure out how you're of service. What can you do, but without being a martyr, because you want to tap into what you can do coming from your talents and your joy and your enthusiasm and all those, you know, enthusiasm means to be in spirit so find what excites you and what is exciting and and, you know what you get enthusiastic about then you know you're on the right track 
also like maybe you have a song to write or a dead relative to connect with or however you can use that Neptunian energy. It can be, although this is a sextile, so it's supportive, like it's not, it, it's a, you can get caught up in escapism with Neptunian energy as well. So don't do that, you know. Stay away from the heroin, get away from the drugs, try and be very grounded and like meditative and and not even necessarily like in a disciplined way, but in an open way. Like what, you know, surround yourself with light, of course, and, and protect your own energy from anything negative, but be open to the ideas that might come to you because you might have a really inspired new path appear, which is pretty lovely. So also coming up, we've got Jupiter moving into Pisces. It's like zooming along really for Jupiter. It's moving out of Aquarius into Pisces on the 13th. That same day, the sun will be sextiling Neptune. The moon will be conjoined Mercury and Saturn will also be trining the moon. So it's, it's like a Again, this sort of lucky Neptunian inspiration. Jupiter comes along, connects to Pisces, and it can really expand. It can get like super idealistic and utopian and see the like, you know, the best possibilities, the highest timelines. And it's sometimes hard to like lift your gaze from the reality that you're immersed in and, you know, get into the imagination and imagine the reality you want to create. And if we could do that, our imaginations are all powerful. So if we could just, you know, pull our attention away from things that we don't want to create in reality and start to utilize our really powerful imaginations to visualize and then to feel what it would be like if we had created what we visualized, that calls in reality in an amazing way. And especially with Jupiter and Pisces, it really is powerful, powerfully creative and uplifting and hopeful and freedom seeking and for the people. And we need that right now. I really think we need a benevolent energy to, you know, rise up the truth and rise up what the people need for our own nurturing and evolution and and you know, guidance, essentially. So the same day, the sun will will sextile Neptune. Again, more of this like spiritual support. That's what it makes me think of is like a very spiritual support. Will, you know, maybe like I feel like Neptune can be very like psychic and mediumistic and get impressions in very nonlinear ways, very unscientific So, I mean, you can't even be linear to really understand the Neptunian energies. It's a very sort of stream of consciousness, creative, spiritual energy that does best when you kind of let go and sort of release and and stop being so controlling. So try and do that. But interestingly, though, the moon will be trine Saturn that day. And with the moon trine Saturn, it gives us this like actual sense of discipline. We're getting things done. We understand what we're doing, how we're going to do it. There's this like combination of like stick to itness and commitment and everything that we need kind of emotionally to create reality. And it's a very kind it's it's air energy, so it's very fast thinking and smart. Like the the, the mind is moving quickly. 
So it can move too quickly sometimes, but connected to Taurus with, with the Gemini energy, but connected to Tor or to Saturn, it's an earth sign and it's more grounded, even though it's an Aquarius, which is again for the people. I have a feeling like the, this week there, there's going to be some big, like especially around the 13th, there'll be some interesting developments and things that are good for humanity in some way. And even like right before Jupiter moves into Pisces, it will, it stays there until the end of July. So what you see happening with Jupiter and Pisces is kind of like a little taste of what you can create when it moves in permanently next year after it comes out of Aquarius again. So thanks to the retrogrades, we get to really get to know certain territories and go back over things so that we get it right and we understand what we're dealing with. So do maybe jot down or keep a journal of what you are trying to create with this Jupiter and Pisces energy, like tap in to the magic and tap into the like deep soul creativity that you have, that it's totally there from your heart, your energy to create magical worlds exactly like you want them. So pull your attention away from anything of a lower vibration that is not that you don't want to keep recreating and focus on the dreams focus on the dream and focus on you know the dream for you and then also imagine with your like your visualization and your energy the highest outcome for humanity as well because and, and the earth plane and the animals and the minerals and everything that we've got going on in this field of reality focus the good energy there and how you want that to go too because that's the reality you're residing in right now at least in your waking conscious hours so what else do we have going on i i think i guess the most important is jupiter moving into pisces we are coming up like on eclipse season as well so it's kind of like a really good time to get your ducks in a row but in a relaxed still careful methodical you know enjoying every moment kind of appreciating luxuriating in in just reality if you can do whatever you can to like even if it's little things I got for Mother's Day this from my mom which was really nice this really beautiful bouquet of stargazer lilies and then when I was out walking with my nephews on Mother's Day we found these like big bushes filled with white lilacs like just filled and so my nephews picked me some lilacs so I have this beautiful big bouquet of stargazer lilies and white lilacs and it's so pretty and it smells so wonderful and it's just like this simple thing I guess it's not that simple it's quite luxurious when you look at them they're so big and beautiful and showy and smell wonderful so I just the point is is that is like very Torian to appreciate what the earth grows. There's so much beauty. There's like so many amazing things. Just even, you know, everything around us in on the earth that, that just grows and is there for us is something we can really appreciate right now. And it's good for our souls. It's good for us to appreciate that sort of grounding energy. So we've got that Taurus moving into, or Jupiter moving into Pisces. And then we've got, there is going to be a trine on the 17th 
which is the mon- a Monday, between the sun and Pluto, and it's opposite, actually, the moon that day. That is an interesting energy for, like, intensity, but in a good way. It's like you finally hear the truth, or you finally... Maybe you've been anxious about something or feeling Pluto is quite like that. It can be quite precognitive. And when it's active in your chart, often you'll be, if if something's going to go down, like maybe you are feeling like your boyfriend's going to cheat on you or you start to be anxious about, about something. I don't know, maybe... I can't even think of anything. I don't want to be like, like negative. I don't want to put any negative ideas into reality. Like the boyfriend cheating on you, you might've had this like flash. This is just totally an example or, or anybody cheating on anybody. And you might intuitively, Pluto would be picking up on this. There's no like secrets in the universe, right? Like your higher self knows the truth about everything that's going on around you. And Pluto really taps you into that. So we could all have been, you know, up to leading up to the 17th, feeling anxious about something. And then suddenly we we realize what it was. There's like some sort of release of the truth. And we understand what it was that was bothering us or what was going on. And that we were being psychic in some way, being intuitive. And Pluto's very, you know, it, it takes us to the to the stuff we want to hide from. It kind of stops us from repressing especially if it's going to be trining the sun there's like this need for our identity to expand and that needs to rest on solid foundation which is the truth so that could be going on for all of us it it of course depends more specifically where it hits in your chart pluto right now is in capricorn and it will be trining the sun in taurus so it's very foundation laying i would say energy because you want to build your foundation on solid ground right you don't want to build it on earth signs are good for that you don't want to build it on like a slippery air sign which can be like oh maybe this maybe that maybe this maybe that oh I changed my mind and and then you're like oh well there was no point in doing that I like totally wasted my energy so let's see what else we've got there is a trine between Venus and Saturn too again more of that like solid earthy energy that is like, and this is leading up to the sun moving into Gemini. So really, this next like 10 days really utilize the like eight to 10 days, this earthy energy. When the sun moves into Gemini, it's going to completely change our, our the vibe of everything will change. So it'll be a lot faster moving. But we've got the last day of the sun in Taurus, Venus, which is the ruler of Taurus will be trying Saturn, the moon will be opposite Jupiter. And it's a definitely again like our values can be supportive maybe we get involved in something that brings us money because what we're doing is valued so that's great open up to you know open up your heart to receive all the money you can imagine for yourself open up your willingness to receive and also like figure out what you can give where where do you offer value to others? Because that's also a good way to ensure kind of the flow is going on is to make sure that you're also giving and you're like providing some kind of value and, you know, just a a value is important, but also commitment. You want to be like steadfast and committed and trustworthy, have integrity. All of that stuff could be involved in whatever sort of negotiation was to happen around this time 
And then on the 20th, the sun will move into Gemini. And this is the week before we've got the eclipses, which I'll come back and talk about because they deserve definitely their own space for sure. So yeah, make sure that you use this Taurus new moon energy. It's the most strong for like the first three days after. So any any kind of things that you want to start to lay the foundation of, make sure you, you tie things up. Artistic projects, gardening projects, anything that has to do with like healing of the neck and the throat can be very... Um, wonderful with the Taurus energy too like if you have you know maybe like actually I should focus on that myself because my voice has been feeling dry lately but you can focus on if you have neck pain or just that area opening up your throat communicating the truth when we block our true selves and what we really think and feel all the time we can get blockages in the throat and the neck which is where the fifth chakra is. So you don't want to do that. You want to keep your throat open. You want to open up your, you know, the truth. Open up who you are because that will keep you strong and healthy and grounded and rooted well on the planet in a way that helps you be a beacon of light for others. So just focusing on what you want to create with this new moon, focus on what you want you know, what foundations you want to lay, how, what brings you nurturing, what sensual things that you love and enjoy, like surround yourself with them. Why not? Whatever foods you enjoy, just raise your vibration by focusing on the things that you love and on how loved you are. And if you don't feel loved, just know that you are loved. Even if you don't feel loved, we've all got like our higher selves and our own souls there kind of waiting for us to ask for whatever kind of information or guidance that we need to take us to the next level, to the higher expression of who we really are and make our lives beautiful lives. So we can do that. We all have the power to do that. And if I'm doing it and then you're doing it, then we're each kind of like our own high vibe point of light in the cosmos that connects with the other points of light. And in that way, we can kind of protect and nurture and care for each other, regardless of what's going on on different sort of frequencies of reality. We can make sure we're on the highest frequency. And on that frequency, we can start laying a foundation for a way better humanity and a way better, you know, ex existence on this earth plane. So that is it for this podcast. I hope that you have a most wonderful new moon. If you want to have your birth chart done, I offer a 30-minute mini reading that could kind of give you for $30 and it gives you kind of an idea of what can be gleaned from your actual birth chart, which is really amazing how much information can come from there. It's great too to see kind of like I said Jupiter is moving into Pisces. Where is that in your chart? How does that relate to you? What does it connect to? There's just such a wealth of information in there. So the mini reading is a good way without you know spending too much money to see what can be offered in your birth chart. You left it for yourself which is amazing. So I'm here. Feel free to contact me and I hope you have a most like wonderfully fulfilling, sensually pleasurable new moon in Taurus. Many blessings. Thank you so much for listening. Mm -hmm.